For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the suspension of the Rutgers chapter of Students for Justice in Palestine, statements from the most recent meeting of the Federal Reserve, economic reforms in Argentina, and the Schwarzman Scholarship Program. It's Thursday, December 14th. I sat down with Genrietta Cherbanova, a recipient of this year's prestigious Schwarzman Scholarship, to discuss the program and what she hopes to accomplish in the future. My name is Genrietta Cherbanova. I'm a member of the class of 2024, and I'm a recent recipient of the Schwarzman Scholarship. First of all, congratulations. Could you talk about what the Schwarzman Scholarship is? Absolutely. So it's a one-year fully funded master's program to study global affairs at Schwarzman College at Tsinghua University in Beijing. And I gather it's a fairly small group of American students. There are a few here at Princeton and a few at other schools as well. So as far as I know, there's four Princetonians who received the award this year. There's three current students, one alum, as well as other American students from across different U.S. universities, but also there's a global community of scholars. So students from around the world are selected and um, graduated students. What do you anticipate studying while you're over there? And what do you hope to do with that once you graduate? So at the program, I'm definitely going to be studying contemporary China's political landscape, as well as its kind of connections to the rest of the world, so Chinese international policy. Beyond that, I'll also be taking some leadership-oriented classes. For example, I'll potentially be taking a course about leading in higher education. But the thing I think I'm most excited about to study while I'm at Schwarzman College is to participate in my capstone project. Uh, for which I hope to conduct ethnographic research of Beijing's Russian community. And then I hope to kind of expand that research into my time after participating in the Schwarzman program by pursuing a PhD in anthropology and continuing to study Sino-Russian relations ethnographically. And that's also been the focus of your independent work here as a starting point, is that kind of Russian connection in China? Yes, so my junior paper was about the Sino-Russian border And then due to various complicated reasons, I wasn't really able to study quite that for my thesis. But for my thesis research, I was able to conduct an ethnography of Taiwan's Russian population. So sort of related. In local news, Rutgers University suspended its chapter of Students for Justice in Palestine yesterday. Associate Dean of Students Michelle Jefferson cited disruption of public spaces and alleged vandalism as the reasoning behind this judgment. In the midst of a tense national conversation surrounding protest and free speech in the academic sphere, Rutgers joins Brandeis, Columbia, and George Washington Universities in suspending its chapter of this organization. In national news, officials from the U.S. Federal Reserve announced yesterday in their final meeting of the year that interest rates will remain unchanged. Policy changes in the last two years have achieved a decrease in inflation, now 3%, with a quote-unquote soft landing, meaning without closing, quote, economic pain. The current interest rate range of 5.25 to 5.5% has stayed constant since July. However, policymakers did project that they would be able to lower interest rates to 4.6% by the end of next year. U.S. financial markets responded positively to this prediction, with the S&P 500 rising even as Powell's speech went on. In international news, new Argentinian president Javier Milei has introduced a sweeping set of reforms intended to rescue the country from economic freefall. The first and most dramatic of these will be reducing the value of the Argentinian peso by half, bringing it equivalent with a quarter of a U.S. cent. The country is currently experiencing an annual inflation rate of 143%. Malay has also said he will cut energy and transportation subsidy programs and reduce the number of executive government ministries from 18 to 9. It'll be chilly but sunny today, 
with a high of 41 and a low of 28 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by me, sound engineered by Vitus LaRue, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.